Welcome back to the Gentleman's Dojo. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. So good to be back. Welcome back, Stephen Byrne. Thank you. It's been quite a long time a since long I've been time. in the studio recording with you, yeah. Well, we did do one together about a month ago, but you were here. I was gone. Oh, it was great. That's right. That's Definitely right. Good, yeah. But this is, I think, the first time we've been in together. In months. In a long, the long time. The last time we did it was with uh, Jimmy O. Yang. Before mm. he was even talking about Crazy Rich. That was the last time we were in studio together. Really? Yeah. And was, he, he wasn't even promoting Crazy Rich Asians yet. No. That yeah. was when I came this in at the last minute and then got an email from you the next day with a blank subject line. That was what that absolutely happened. Well, okay, so you what's said the I blank came, subject line? The blank right. subject line because you said I came in and just kind of shit on everything. Yeah. And you were upset. And I said. So blank subject <laughs> line means, uh-oh, uh-oh. Whenever I see blank subject line, I either think I'm in trouble or you're posting your tour dates in that subject line. Good morning. Shut up. <laughs> Great to be Happy back. end of summer, uh, Stephen. Uh, Labor Day has passed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you were just working all summer. And what were you doing? I was working as well, Where? trying to get out of my car. You saw me <laughs> trying to shimmy out the sides. True. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm like 50 pounds away from my 600-pound life. Where they're coming in and I'm eating with Dr. Nizawa. <laughs> so, Doctor, yeah, I've been eating good. You posted gave. something uh, online. Obviously, where Gary did a horrible parking job. Right. And uh, Well, but the parking lot's very tiny, in fairness. I didn't think you were going to get out of the car. And then I, I would have loved it if you did have to pop that hatch open and crawl. Like I was one of those people, one of those movies where they kidnap you, and I'm just trying to yank on the, <laughs> the trunk, letting the cops know I'm in there. Come on, the fuck. Uh, but yeah, it's been a great summer. It's over with already. Your kids are back to school. And what were you doing this summer? What were you doing? Working out. Yeah, where? Yeah, just various locations. Yeah, like Various what? theaters, various universities. Got all over the place. I'll Google it. What theater? Um, you ever go up to Quebec? Quebec? Yeah, I'm big up there. I'm big. Yeah. You know, like Arch Barker is big in Australia? Yeah. I'm a huge following in Quebec. The Qu I looked you up on Gigmasters in Quebec, saw nothing. Where, where did were you, you working see my, this Did you see my... Where, where, where were we working uh, this summer? Uh, let's see, what did I do? Flappers. I headlined the uh, Flappers Club here in Burbank, a little uh, up the street. Yeah. Listen, well, I'm excited. I'm, I'm not ashamed of saying that I headlined at Flappers. What's wrong with that? Good, honest money. It's like that guy working at Trader Joe's. <laughs> it's like that Cosby actor. It's good, honest work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What did, you, what did you think of that story? By the way, I felt bad for the guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's bagging groceries, and then someone wrote something yesterday saying that when he was on the Cosby Show, uh, he had a friend, I guess, who was down and out on his luck, and he had just had a kid, and he said that the guy, the actor Jeffrey, um, when he was on the Cosby Show, was so kind that he sent him over bags full of groceries. Uh, to help him and his wife out. And I thought, well, that's really sweet because he probably bagged it too. <laughs> Hello. Hello. On fire. Do Nailed you, it. Uh, it, did it give you kind of like food for thought of like what grocery store you would end up working at? Like here's sprouts? Some, here's some food for thought. You should watch what you eat because you could barely get out of the car. That's I got food out. For thought. That's all that matters. When's and the, the fact, last time you had a salad? The fact. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. A couple weeks ago. I love salads. Especially with like mayonnaise and chicken. <laughs> mayonnaise, pickles, and tomato on top of a burger patty served with Remember fries. Remember when I bought Jesus you your Christ. birthday dinner? And you didn't even You did not it. buy my birthday dinner. You that got was the, rude. You got the tab and you pressed it right over to me, you asshole. Well, I didn't think you ordered $180 Wagyu beef. I mean, if you, expected me to, if you expected me to pay for that, that's on you. 
No, that was birthday. shitty. Yeah, oh, you should have taken that pill immediately. You think you're ever going to work at a Sprouts? <laughs> <laughs> Be honest. Okay, so what 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 were you up to? The, uh, let's see. Over the summer. The summer uh, let's real. see. Well, I we're working at Conan. Yeah. Picked up a new sitcom that we talked about. We went to Comic Con. What's the sitcom you're working on? Now? Uh, it's a, a new show for Fox called The Cool Kids. Yeah. Which is going to follow Last Man Standing in the fall. Yeah. September twenty eighth is the premiere date. So Fox is getting into the multi camera game. Mm-hmm. Multi camera, Steve is. Uh, a sitcom. Yes. Do you, fuck it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember, Gary, when I had a sitcom, a multicam, mm-hmm. and every time um, we mentioned to you that you would not be participating because you were the audience warm-up. Correct. You will never be on camera. You said, that's no problem because I'd rather be on a comedy. I'd rather be on a comedy show. Hilarious. Absolutely. Every time we had somebody that was attached to that show mm-hmm. coming in and we interviewed them for our show, mm-hmm. I always asked them if they wanted to try to get that Sullivan and Sunline removed from their IMDb page. Classic Gary. Dan Laria said yes. Classic Gary. Uh, so yeah, so I've been working, been keeping busy. The the new sitcom started four weeks ago. Yeah. We're off this week. I'm. We're both heading out of town in separate directions today. Yeah, thank God. You're yes. heading up to Tacoma. Well, I'm going to work as a comic. Where are you going? Work as a comic. Oh, uh, is there sprouts? Where you heading? <laughs> so where are you going this week? I'm heading up to Denver, great club called The Comedy Works. Yep. Uh, I'm going up there. With Mitch Fatel. Yeah, I have not worked with Mitch good in buddy, Mitch. 10 years. So Mitch is, uh, we worked together for years and years back in the late 2000s, mm-hmm. and then just kind of disconnected. I and probably, taping, he got sick of you. Well, I probably said something to him on Facebook that I thought as a comic was and you funny. Got a blank subject line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. obviously comics, you know, we goof around, but, uh, you know, somebody just, you know, had a cucumber stuck up his ass, so he got a little sensitive and wrote a, you know, line. Mm-hmm. But uh, Mitch isn't that guy. You know what I'm saying? He's like, how can I make your weekend better? That's what he says. Um, no, so uh, I'm going to go up there. He's recording a special. Yep. Hasn't sold it yet. Uh, and hoping to record this. And so you both have something in common. <laughs> I'm going to try to get my 15 minutes for Netflix. Have you ever submitted for a special? Just curious. No, I don't think I. I don't. I, got, I don't. I don't know if I have. How much material do you have? I, I will tell you this. I did. To do, be honest, how much material do you I have? I did just straight up material or, or crowd work included. Material. Material. No crowd. I, work. Okay, I'd say eight. Uh, no, that's unfair. Twenty minutes. Twenty. Twenty minutes. What's okay. wrong with that? How long have you been doing stand up? What, How do you what? only have 20 minutes? That's all I choose to have. Your cop spit, when's the last time you tried that? Oh, I, I do like that joke a lot. But you never do it. I know, I know. There, there's 21 minutes. 21. He, he, Gary has a that great joke, joke that I think is a great premise, yeah. and you've said it a few times because your favorite show is Cops, and I just say, you should do that on stage more often. You do not, and you need to <laughs> because you don't have material. The joke is uh, when, when they when they show the police officer coming back from commercial, yeah. he's driving in the squad car, he's driving around, he's like, I love living in Shreveport. I grew up here. I'm raising my kids here. It's a beautiful community. So many great things to do. The neighbors are great. And then he pauses and he's like, we're off to a case to find the rapist who got the girl behind the dumpster. (laughs) And I was like, well, so much for that great community. (laughs) We're about to find the guy who beheaded four people. I will do do that this weekend in honor of... Yeah, I was. I, this is. I a, should write more. This is a true story. I, I was honestly thinking about you because about a month ago, I was in Lake Tahoe with Amir K and Andy Kozel, and those guys are. And younger. you missed working with a headliner. 
<laughs> I, those guys are younger. They're single. Yeah. And, you know, you're in a casino environment. And those guys are like, let's go out. Let's go out. It's Friday night. My buddy works at this club at Mont Blue. He can get us in. Bottle service. Table service. As, and as Amir K is flat ironing his hair. Putting <laughs> on a baseball hat. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like, absolutely not. I had no interest. I literally grabbed something to eat. I was back up in my room at like 10 p.m. on a Friday watching live PD. Eating a it's eating the greatest. A, a baker's dozen of donuts from Krispy Kreme in the casino. <laughs> Do I'm I sure. look better? Do I look a little bit better? Let me see your. Neck. Let's see the gullet. <laughs> yeah. A little, a little. Have you been monitoring your weight? No, no. Oh, God, Gary, come on. Jesus Christ. Okay, what have you been doing this summer, Steve? As I oh. softball you, the comics unleashed lead in. <laughs> well, film a movie. Huh? Filming a movie. But you were right. So getting back to that, Jimmy O. Yang was here. Right yeah, that before. was the last time. Yeah, yeah, he was promoting his book. Promoting his book, How to American, which is great. And then I didn't even know I was going to be working with the guy. That's how long ago the wow. last time we were together is. He wasn't even cast in the movie yet. He wasn't even cast in the movie yet. Holy shit. I okay. don't think we were even casting yet. So that must have been, I, I got to tell you, I think when you were in studio last with you and I, that was probably March Maybe or April. April. March or April. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, filmed the film uh, and editing it right now. We're, we just passed the halfway point on the edit and... Uh, I got to tell you, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah? I, think, I think people are going to be pretty blown away at how it really does encapsulate what it's like to be on the road. It encapsulates what it's like to be a comic, whether you're an MC, a feature, or a headliner. It addresses all three of those. And it's so funny when you're talking about a mirror and those guys being single, I think that you know the feature act definitely placates to that stereotype of the guy hungry, trying to get out and trying to get laid and everything. Sure. And then... uh. You know, in earlier drafts of the script, the script that went out beforehand, Jimmy actually broke up with his girlfriend, went on the road, and he wasn't sure where his relationship was. And then he ended up hooking up with a girl and caved in to the pressures of being on the road. And the thought I always had was, if this film comes out, you're going to get raked over the coals by like Huffington Post or all this other you know, really progressive outlets of like guys are just pigs. They're out to go get laid on the road and stuff. It wasn't written that way at all. And it certainly wasn't intended to be that way, but thank God we pivoted. And Jimmy actually has a girlfriend that's supportive throughout the course of the film. And, and he's more rootable because he doesn't give in to the pressures of the road, which do happen, which happens to guys like, but you know, you, you're right. Yeah. I'm local. Yeah. I, you have I, to give away Ralphie's merch to get a BJ. <laughs> the guy dead. He's dead. Yeah. And you're bringing him up now. Yeah. You, for, you to, for you to hook up on the road. Most comics, when they're on the road, they have a great set. They, they do a little dragnet by the exit, right? Yeah. And then they meet a cute girl, and then you're off to the races. But you, what did you have to do? <laughs> the guy is dead. Did you know this? <laughs> Jesus, Steve. You had to give away His your merch. headliner's merch while yeah. you're selling it for him. Yeah. I'll trade you merch for BJ. Yeah. yeah, listen, Steve. I got to tell you, it was Saturday after the second show. Things weren't looking good. <laughs> I figured I was going to be back on a plane from Ohio with yeah. nothing happening. Yeah. I had to do what I had to do, Steve. Mm. But let's not a man forget. man has needs. Let's not forget. The guy is underground now. Oh, not... shut oh, up. Oh, okay. He was another guy you used to open for, and he cut you out. <laughs> he didn't cut me out. He cut I you cut out. him out. Oh, you, yeah. I sent him an email he with a blank subject out, line. I'll tell you how bad it was. I'll tell you how desperate he was. He got, he got Got the uh, Smash Brothers to open and take your place. That's how desperate he was. So, anywho, he was in dire need. 
<laughs> oh my god. So yeah, the film the film will be coming out. I think in like probably eight to ten months. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, we're gonna uh, see what happens with it. But I think it's I think it's I think it's great. It's funny because when I talked to you yesterday, uh, a lot of people don't know I have your number. But when I talked to you yesterday, I said how tedious is the editing process? You're just continuously watching yeah. the same thing over and over and over again, right? And yep. it's just it's it's just brutal, right? It's got to be. Yeah, well, Whitney Cummings, who had directed The Female Brain, and Neil Brennan, who directed, uh, he directs a ton of stuff. I was talking to them at the comedy store, and Whitney told me something that somebody had told her, I think it was like Jason Bateman, said that there's three films you make. There's the film that you write, there's the film that you actually film, and then there's the film you edit. And it's really true, because there's so many variables and different ways you can construe, especially the edit. So I think, like... When you're writing the script, it's like it's like here's the grocery list, right? And then when you make the film, you're attaining all the groceries. You have all your groceries, and then you bring it into the edit bay, and it's like that's where I think you really make the meal. So it's a uh, it's a great analogy. Fuck. It, it, I wish you, more. I wish more filmmakers would use that. That's fucking brilliant. We, we should capture that. I mean, that's, that's going to be in a great. book. That's, that's my master class <laughs> that I'll be giving. That I'll be giving at aisle eight at Sprouts did, when I'm bagging groceries. Did uh, are you looking at the edit and and at some point ever saying to yourself, I wish I would have done this, or I wish I had gotten this scene, oh, or I wish sure. there's definitely things you wish you captured because when you're filming it, you're like, oh, we just need to have him here. But there's so many extra layers you could add in terms of the coverage. And uh, yeah, for sure. I mean, even when we're in the comedy club, uh, you were there that day. Yep. We got multiple angles and everything. And, and, and there's still things that are missing that it's but did like, your, you got to work with what you got. Did your experience working on Sullivan with the four cameras like help bring this movie together? No, not really. The only really? thing that really helped me on Sullivan's Son was being in the writer's room and just elevating my, I guess, writing IQ by being around such great, talented writers, uh, guys like Rob Long and Howard Morris, who's doing Frankie and Johnny on Netflix and so on and so forth. So many great people that exposed me to a better level of writing. Um, but I, I think, yeah, I think, I, I don't know. I, I mean, Sullivan and Son was difficult because it's four cameras, but there were also nine cast members. Yeah. That's why I think the the taping sometimes would go a little longer because we had to do things over and over again to get all the coverage. And coverage is just, you know, for those of you listening, it's it's making sure you get everybody's reactions or lines or whatever so you have more than you need in the edit room that you can start to play around with. Because it's one thing to get... Like Jimmy said this when we were beginning film, we were in the we were doing a read through of the script, and Jimmy was a little concerned that he's like, man, it's really funny script, but I, I feel like I'm a lead, but I don't have that that many funny lines. I was like, are you kidding me, dude? You're gonna get so many great laughs because you're reacting to all these lines, and it's really true. I I, I think like if you watch a lot of comedies, all the comedies we know. It's one thing to have like Ken Jung say something ridiculous in The Hangover, but when you get Bradley Cooper and Ed Helms' reactions, it only sells the joke that much further along. And Jimmy's reactions, for example, when he's in the office and Bill Burr's his boss and Bill's just pounding him with this really weird kind of way of communicating, um, Jimmy's reactions sell the joke even that much more, um, which I think is really fun. And, and Bill was... I think the tough thing is like when you have that stereotypical corporate job, everybody thinks of office space and that guy did yeah, yeah, we're not going to be. So I think you want to avoid that and create your own kind of 
um, way of communicating and in a humorous way. And I think we came up with something great with Bill and then Bill took it and just ran down the field with it. But you know how like when you're doing a sitcom and, and somebody lands a line and it wasn't the reaction that you were hoping to get from the audience? Yeah. Were there times during the movie a bombing? That- well, how do you how do you do that? When you're in a comedy club and fuck it. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like, I, were there times where you're rewriting it or did you just say, hey, this is the script. I'm confident with it. No, that was the great thing about working with all the comics is that you want to get everything as scripted because everything as scripted is written for a purpose. It's there to facilitate the story. There's there's certain artery lines, for example, you have to get, right? But then having like Neil Brennan and Jimmy and everybody on the, uh, on on set... They were able to improv stuff. So what you would do is you go, okay, let's get it as scripted, and then you get a free one. And the free one usually is where you'd see people come more live, and they'd have some semblance of the artery line, which was needed, but then they'd make it their own. And, you know, 60 70% of the time it was usable, which was great. So, you know, when you, you can tell in the edit when, when somebody's trying to nail the line because they're facilitating the line and they're – they're less invested, I think, but when they're when it, they take it upon themselves and make it their own, that's when they a little twinkle comes in the eye and they give a little more to it, which is which is nice to see. So I think that's something I hadn't known before. You're filming, for example, when you're filming a scene like a diner scene where Jimmy and Alex are talking. It's a really kind of like Alex basically is telling Jimmy about the pay on the road. So it's a really like it's kind of like a download of a of a scene, but he's letting the audience also know a feature act makes a hundred a show an MC makes 50 bucks a show you know and it's this long kind of like run a lot of dialogue for Alex Moffat in that scene and so when you're filming it you know dependent on the actor some actors are just ready to rock and roll so if they're ready to rock and roll you would go in on a tight and you would just get their coverage in where you go in tight on them for the most part I think most actors need to get the wheels greased before they would do your tight coverage. So you just do a master shot where you set the camera back and you get the two characters at the at the booth and you let them run it a few times. Because really in a master shot, you're using it for the introduction of the scene or the, or the exiting of the scene to establish perspective and the environment and all that stuff. So all these things are things I learned along the way. And, you know, it's like those are the things that you ultimately used in the edit, which uh, Eric Edwards, our great director of photography, would be like, let's start with a master and then we'll go in close. You'll see what I mean. And then and then it happens. It's great. Well, you were saying, you know, the money on the road. I mean, it's a hundred bucks to feature, much less when guys work with you. But I was going to ask you, um, what's it like to be a 50-year-old MC? What were you asking? That has to get cataract surgery. <laughs> For real? Oh, Jesus, Gary. There's nothing worse than telling your 33-year-old wife that I have to go get cataracts. Because that's something you'd expect from an 80-year-old woman. What happened? It just, it just happens. It just, yeah. It's like, you know, that, you know, obviously I'm not the epitome of I can't wait till you wear orthopedic shoes on stage. Those like Herman Munster. <laughs> With those thermal sketchers. socks. My arthritis. <laughs> um, but you, you, it's so funny because I see this a lot in sitcoms, and I saw this with somebody who always, always, always stands out to me mm-hmm. from Sullivan and Son, who was a guest cast member, and I see him all over the place because he's always guest casting. Right. And I guarantee you this guy's making a ton of money, is John Michael Higgins. Oh, yeah. There was a guy who on set, the minute something flubbed up, 
That guy didn't wait for any direction. Just stopped, backed up, did the line again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a goddamn pro. That's a true pro. The one that just stops, Knows what rewinds, to do. starts it over again. Because if they don't, then you got to go cut. Then everybody sets up again. And then you set it all over again. He's really just facilitating time, which is awesome. I see that on the show that I'm on now with like like a uh, Martin Mull. I'm sure they're all pros on that show. Oh, my yeah. God. Boom, boom, boom. And I got to give it to David Allen Greer, who's on that show. He's always, just like you did, mm-hmm. coming up to the audience, talking to the audience, welcoming them. I mean, do you realize like people, how great they feel when somebody's coming up into the audience? Yeah, especially him. He's such a warm, fun guy as it is. But Neil Brennan on, on, on the set of our film was exactly like that because he's a director. So he knew he's like, all right, let's just bang the scene out. And he would, if he flubbed a line, start over again, go through it. And he'd do it. He'd do each line probably five or six times you just keep doing it. he wouldn't even wait for me to say it he would start the scene over again start the scene over again so what happens after the edit what, what so the edit gets done then what where does it go from editing next edit gets done uh, well i think the film is at a point now where it's like you know i think originally it was intended to we'll see where where it finds a home right so i think the original thought was, you know, let's attach some great comics and this would be a slam dunk for a streaming platform, right? But I think that the footage that the producers and financiers are seeing is of better quality than they thought that it's like, you know, this is actually really good. Let's uh, let's maybe go out for a theatrical release. So I think it's it's in this weird space right now between the two. So we'll see what happens. With oh, wow. So it may end up in the theaters. It may end up um, on a streaming platform. But either way, I'm so happy to have had the experience of working on a film, and obviously, as we go down the line, down the down the pike, we'll have guests come on and promote the film and have everybody talk about their experiences. But I will say, I just finished filming or finished editing the um, polishing this uh, scene of Tom Segura in a trailer park, and I, I'm telling you, I, I had tears coming down my face. I was laughing so goddamn hard, and he's so funny, and Courtney Paluzzo. Uh, Peruzzo um, is the actress in it, and she just sells it so well. It's really fucking funny. And again, it's it's the thing that I don't think any comedy film has touched upon is like all the crazy shit that goes on on the road after you're done with the show. And I think that that scene addresses it, which which will be a blast. I don't really want to tell anybody, but I'd just rather them see it, you know. Well, look at it. I mean, you, Jimmy O. Yang joined and yep. did the movie right before <clears throat> Crazy Rich Asians, all this other, you know, another movie beyond that. Tom and Christina mm-hmm. are doing a put pilot for CBS. They have yep. something going on. Cedric, he's got his new sitcom, The Neighborhood, that's coming out on CBS this yeah, fall. And you're doing flappers. And I'm doing... <laughs> uh, it is the main room, though, Steve, so you can take that shit right back. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I always, heated. I, always, I always do like doing shows like that because you know these shows like where... When the money's low, you feel no pressure to because you know those gigs where you're like, oh, there's, there's, this is the I money. I don't know those, but you, you know, know those. I, I, you know those. <laughs> it's Steve Byrne Live. Yeah, Hold let on. me type in <laughs> YooHoo Room, Gary Cannon. How much do you make at the YooHoo Room? I, I did the main room. I don't know what you're talking about. How much do you make in the YooHoo? I, I don't. I didn't do. I, what do you MC at the YooHoo? How well, much do you uh, make at Comedy Magic? Twenty five. Ten minutes set after Darren 50? Carter party started. Fifty. 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 That's yeah, yeah. Drive. yeah. I will tell you this though. On Saturday we did three shows. Oh, six, eight, and eight thirty. Bang, one fifty, and oh, yeah. salmon. Boom. That's going to the cataract surgery. By, by the way, <laughs> you're not insured. <laughs> 
by the way, the third show in the lounge was so bad yeah. that as I was leaving to go from the lounge back to the green room, Richard's like, hey, hold on a second. I want to show you something. Richard's the booker. And I said, I got to go. Like, I just didn't want – I just wanted to be out of the club. I felt so dirty because uh, this set went so bad. <laughs> yeah. That, may, that sounds like it, you. It didn't – you know, that never happens to me. That sounds right. Well, we do have – it is good to be back on the podcast with yes. you. Yes. And I'll, I'll try to start making more time. And, and this worked out perfectly today, but – one of my get one of the guests that we've been talking about uh, offline yes. is Matthew Polly, yes, author of a new Bruce Lee um, autobiography, which I'm or biography, I should say, uh, which I'm really looking forward to. I just finished the book, and we're going to examine the life of Bruce Lee. Uh, and it's shocking that there's been no official like biography on Bruce Lee. Nothing. Nothing. That's crazy. He's an icon. A legend, and nobody's taken the time to really go in depth and do all the research. And this book is heartbreaking. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Who's some other guests you? Yeah, you it's up? so funny you were saying because I know that you're a, a huge Bruce Lee fan. Mm-hmm. Um, we let's see, we have. I got to tell you, we have a. Uh, we talked offline about this. A yep. guest that we're we're trying to get. Should I just say we're trying to get. Uh, Amarosa. It's, yeah. uh, it's looking good. They <laughs> yeah. sent us a copy of the book. I mean, you know, I think it could happen. Yeah. I think that that's possible. Uh, did you see the new Robin Williams movie on HBO? I did see it recently, yeah. Loved it. The director of that movie, uh, yep. Marina Zenovich, mm-hmm. she's going to join us. She's calling in. Great. Uh, she's in the Bay Area. We have so many other great – Felipe Esparza is going to join us. Dean yeah. Del Rey. And we got all the comics that, are, that have been in the film will – stop by and talk to us about their experience on the opening act of the film. And we'll go everywhere from Jimmy O. Yang. We'll have him back. Alex Moffat from Saturday Night Live. Cedric the Entertainer. We'll get Byrne here. Bill Burr, Roy Wood Jr., Whitney Cummings, Ken Jung, Tom Segura, Neil Brennan, Kathleen Madigan, Angela Johnson will have back. Wow. Uh, and you just think of all these names. It's like, my God, Felipe obviously is in yeah. the film. Uh, Brooks Whelan, Eliza Schlesinger. It was comforting to me as one of your good buddies to open Facebook every day and just see the new people popping up that were in the movie. Yeah. And I got to do the warm-up on it. That was great. Yeah, you did a great job. That was great. You that did was a great, great job. Yeah. Looking. Oh, Pete Geovine. Yeah, I, I can't Pete get Pete Geovine's in it. in it, yeah. Yeah, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah Jimmy Neutron. And I can't You were going to be in it, but you couldn't, you couldn't be there that day, remember? I was working, making money. Oh, but I can't commit to a student up. film. Oh, wait, wait. A student <laughs> film. Okay. True or not true? <laughs> okay. So, by the uh, way, yeah. by the way, a uh, couple of other things. Whoa, oh, whoa, whoa. Slow, slow the roll, dude. Um, you have the amazing Jonathan movie that's yeah. coming up and being featured here in L.A. on September the 20th. September 22nd, oh, 22nd. L.A., the Los Angeles Liftoff Film Festival. Yes. Uh, we'll be screening the amazing Jonathan documentary. Jonathan will be there. We'll be doing a Q&A. Uh, it's at 2 o'clock. You can get tickets. Just Google L.A. Liftoff Film Festival. Get tickets there. Saturday, the 22nd, 2 p.m. Would love your support. Uh, Jonathan, again, will be there. Uh, we'll do a, a Q&A and get to talk to everybody, and it would be great for... This is the first time in the States we're showing the film, so I'd love any support I can get uh, in the Los Angeles area. Um, and then I'm off to Tacoma this week in Tacoma Comedy Club, and then we're doing the USO tour next week, which you unfortunately cannot be a part of. Oxnard Levity Live, Funny Bone, Liberty Township. Um, I'm being honored by the USO uh, first week of October, so I'll be going really? out to uh, to North Carolina for a ceremony. Uh, oh, wow. Which will be pretty exciting. When I first got the news, I actually kind of teared up because it's something you don't expect. What, what, always... is, what does that mean? What is what is that? Uh, I think I, you know, after, I think this is my 10th USO tour, so they're just saying, hey, we wanted to thank you and fly you down here and have a ceremony. And uh, yeah, so I'm Oh, wow. Be, 
it's pretty exciting, something you don't expect. And then, uh, you know, San Jose Improv, Levity Live in West Nyack. Uh, just go to Steve Burn Live for all the tour dates. But um, Any good clubs or, or just those? Okay. Um, uh, and the then US I think o- we're going to do the All Things Comedy yes. Festival in yes. Phoenix. I have off Friday the 26th, and I think we're going to try to do a screening of the Jonathan documentary there as, uh, at, in, uh, in Phoenix as well and do a little Q&A. And That's October there. 25th we'll, through the 28th. We'll do a Gentleman's Dojo podcast there post the, um, the, uh, the screening of the film. By the way, I you weren't there last year. Mm-hmm. You were working somewhere else, uh, some D room, probably Rooster Teeth Feathers. Um, you weren't there, but uh, it's a blast. It's that All Things Comedy Festival, so mm-hmm. much fun. Mm-hmm. There's a pop-up stand where all these podcasts are going on. Yep. Some busy, some Matt Fulshrup. But like those <laughs> – I love Matt. That's a true story. <laughs> I mean, just like, come on. Okay. Um, even Matt's not listening. Um, that's a true story. <laughs> <laughs> what? Go. <laughs> no, but I will say the, the it's a lot of fun. Yep. You're you're off on that Friday. You're going to try to fly in and do the amazing Jonathan screening. So that'll be a blast. But yeah. I will tell you, we summer's over. You're in the process of getting the movie done. Yep. Things are settling back down, getting back to normal. But we are coming in hot for the rest of this year with. Brand new episodes weekly. That's right. By the way, uh, last week we had a great episode too. Um, did you happen to listen? Melanie Ellen, who was one of the producers on the yep. Sasha Baron Cohen show, came in, kind of revealed some of the tricks on how they kind of spoof people or, yeah. or dupe people, I guess. And then I just read that Roy Moore is suing him. For $95 million. Yeah. Yeah. yeah be- be- because I guess, you know, he practically called him a pedophile with yeah. that wand, which is really, really funny. <laughs> Did you see the one with Jason Spencer where no. he's yelling the N-word? I mean, it's, just, it's so crazy. The so, show is – when you think the world is crazy enough, then you turn on that show. You're like, oh, my fucking God. So she was great. Melanie yep. Ellen the week before. We had Adam Caton Holland who wrote uh, Tragedy Plus Time, his book about his A lot of great guests away. in the backlog. Yes. So catch up with uh, past episodes. Thank you for doing such a great job at, um, you know, kind of half-assing it. Uh, you know, there should be a, an episode every week, but you've done one at least once every three weeks. Every six weeks, I, weeks, I try to get weeks, one yeah. out. You know what I mean? If I yeah. wasn't so damn busy. You're seasonal. You know what I mean? With these podcasts. Yeah. So, so we're going to have some great guests. Yes. A uh, lot to look forward to. Great to catch up with you. And uh, what were you going to say? If there's somebody that uh, you guys would like us to have on, tweet us. Tweet Let us, us obviously. Keep engaged. Any questions you want to ask, any guests you want to hear. Tweet us. Uh, Lorel is always helping us out. Yeah, promoting. there's a Gentleman's She's Dojo awesome. podcast account now there's on a, Twitter. Facebook, uh, Lorel down in Florida, who you'll yep. see uh, in a couple weeks. She's coming with her mom to the screening yep. of the Jonathan Doc. So that'll be a lot of fun, but we want to thank her. She's so great to us and helps us out. And uh, yeah, we're going to be back live uh, every week now. So Now, where can they keep up with you? Well, uh, they can keep up with me at Canon Comedy or uh, just <laughs> my <joke>. website. <laughs> What a joke. Steve, you can poke fun all you want, but it was great to see you today. Great to see you. Great hanging yes, with you. Yes. Uh, everything is at Steve Byrne Live. By the way, my Twitter, Instagram, I've always kind of done a half-assed job with it. I'm really making a push to do better with social media. I think you should, too, because you don't even post the podcast episodes on your account. Yeah, I do. I would retweet them if, I, if you did. Okay. I, you don't. You don't. I looked. I, I you didn't. Okay. Okay. You got to do it. Okay. So... We're going to do better at that. Follow me, at Steve Byrne Live. Uh, a lot more content, all that good stuff. And then we'll be touring together yeah. on the road when you're not doing your sitcom. But thank you for listening to Gentleman's Dojo. Keep in touch. Write, review, subscribe to us on iTunes. The Gentleman's Dojo, thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.
That was great. Nailed it. <laughs>